0: Our dogs won't stop barking. <laughs> Your daily bark by bark episode gosh. Okay, let's try and start this over. Well oh, they're just barking at the front. It's your episode-by-episode, day-by-day
1: podcast. podcast,
0: that's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. covering the television show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me, as always,
1: is his wife, Penny, and our dogs out somewhere barking their full heads off.
0: And yes, of course, the uh, drama of the three dogs. I have This podcast is more and more becoming about them. They're creeping into the lore. (laughs) Uh, So, how's it going today?
1: Uh, Pretty good. How about you?
0: Good, good. So, we watched uh, episode, this is episode six of season two, titled No Exit. I really had no idea what the episode was going to be about.
1: I tell you, it's being stuck on a highway with no exits, (laughs) just stuck there forever and ever and ever.
0: It opens up in Philadelphia, PA, Uh, there's just a lady there, some blonde chick. There's flickering lights, which always means like demons or ghosts, right?
1: Yeah, usually it means some sort of spirit force.
0: Yeah, and she's on the phone uh, calling like the super or the maintenance guy complaining about flickering lights. And uh, there's a drop of goo comes down from the ceiling and here's some banging. And then she walks over to like a light socket. Where there's like a switch for a light socket. And more goo comes out of there. It's then, black goo. Yeah, it's black goo. And then she looks in and there's an eyeball looking back at her. She screams and then it cuts away. Did I miss anything?
1: No, that's pretty much it. Yeah, she sees an eyeball staring at you. Ah! And then...
0: This is about one of the shortest beginning of the show segments ever.
1: Yeah, because We didn't
0: watch the recap, though. I bet you the recap was super long.
1: Possibly. Possibly. We skipped the recap this time. Because we know what's going on. We've been watching it every day.
0: Yeah. We don't, I mean, this isn't the, we don't really need a recap of the recap, do
1: we? No, we do not need a recap of the recap. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everyone's on board. Everyone knows we are in this situation. So, if not, you're not paying attention. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We come back
0: <laughs> from the uh, fire logo this season. And Dean, uh, they get out of the car. It's Sam and Dean gets out of the car and says, we're heading to heading to Hollywood to save a lady from a cult. And Sam's like, oh, you got a case? Who is it? Like, Katie Holmes. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha.
1: And yeah, like was... Dean
0: told a joke. He even called it out like, wow, aren't you feeling chipper today? Or... He <laughs> said, so that's
1: bitchy even for you.
0: Oh, it's just <laughs> odd that Dean's turning his hand at stand-up comedy here.
1: Well, you'll find that uh, the character of Dean and the actor, Jensen Ackles—he's got a he's very funny, actually. He, um, yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's still, uh, the jury's still out on that. You
1: know, there are there's some episodes where it's damn scary funny. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Well, they show back up at their favorite bar. Uh, what is it called?
1: No, <laughs> Harvell's Roadhouse.
0: Harvell's.
1: Where Ellen and Joe reside.
0: Yep. And uh, we end, join in on Ellen and Joe in the middle of a fight. They're arguing about something or other. I I think it's kind of unclear right now what they're arguing about. Um,
1: You're right. They're arguing about something. Um, But as they argue, you get the sense of... um, because doesn't Ellen mention, I've already lost your father. I don't want to lose you. Yeah. So so at this point, we're assuming, oh, she must want to be a hunter now.
0: Yeah, The what they're arguing about, it drops in clues like, oh, she wants to take off and go hunting. Oh, oh Lord, no, yeah, Ellen doesn't like this idea whatsoever.
1: Not at all. Something
0: in the past has happened. She's really spooked about anyone joining this business. But yet, she's kind of tertiary to it. She's running this, you know, this um. Like, bed and breakfast for hunters.
1: <laughs> no, her, I mean, her roadhouse is open to everyone. It's just that a lot of hunters know that her husband used to be a hunter, and therefore they kind of gather there, and, you know, she picks up stuff and, you know and gossip. her
0: husband died on a
1: hunt. Right, her husband died on a hunt, and, uh... Uh, so she, yeah, they're like very open, I imagine, with information around her and Joe since they know what's going on out in the world. So she picks up stuff here and there.
0: All right. So the greatest thing though happens, this family of four, these, these, and they're all wearing these bright yellow Nebraska's for lovers T-shirts.
1: So, therefore, we know that Harvell is somewhere in I thought it was Nebraska.
0: Virginia's for lovers. I
1: have no idea.
0: So, they all are wearing these bright yellow shirts with these big, happy, smiley faces on it. And, like, the one girl can walk. The mom's holding the other kid in her arms. And they're just like, oh, uh, we'll just go to the Arby's up the street. Okay. I would have to... Beg my parents to pull into Harvell's to go to lunch. They would have never considered stopping there if I was a kid. That place looks spooky as it is. It looks like a a biker bar.
1: I was just going to say, it looks like a biker bar from the outside, so I can't imagine that. (laughs) They swung in there looking for
0: sandwiches?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, oh, Harvell's Roadhouse, especially you know, the history, I shouldn't say the history of roadhouses, but What's that term I'm looking for? Not the mystique, but I can't think of the name. But, you know, they have that movie Roadhouse where it's like a a tough and rumble bar and, you know, there's always fights and stuff like that, that sort of thing. So I can't imagine a family with two small children. Oh, let's go to this roadhouse. (laughs) Let's see some people thrown out through the window.
0: (laughs) I might have some extra time today as a bonus episode. Would you be willing to watch the show Roadhouse and do a review on it? You mean the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, Swayze always gets a pass.
0: All right, so let's do that, and then we'll offer that up with some bonus content.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: So, so we can get the real uh, mystique of a roadhouse.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: we'll get. We'll take. Is there any other pop culture roadhouses?
1: Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head, but I'm okay, sure yeah, if we if looked we. it up, we'd find some some other movies of that genre. That features a roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: This, this term cracks me up. I don't know of any in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, there's a, that bar uh, off of the interstate in Madison. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's by the Harley dealer. It's called the oh, Roadhouse. Oh, yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah, uh, it's on the way to the casino. I don't know how I don't know that. <laughs>
1: by the Harley dealership.
0: Yeah, by exa- you're exactly right. Wow.
1: Texas Roadhouse or something like that. No, it's not Texas <laughs> Roadhouse.
0: That's the cheesy chain restaurant. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that, like sh- Willie Nelson's part owner or something.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember. But anyway.
0: Okay. Uh, well, their family then sees themselves on the, <laughs> sees themselves out, and uh, the phone rings. Ellen goes over and picks up the phone, and then Joe and Dean start chatting it up. Joe has found a case. Dean is impressed by this and was like, "Hey, did uh, Ash help you find this? Because we know that Ash has this supercomputer web crawler that can locate cases."
1: And he's also a genius.
0: Um, but no, uh, Joe found this case all on her own, and uh, Dean is impressed by it. Ellen clearly doesn't. Now she's come back from the phone, and she's made it very clear doesn't want Joe to go hunting. No, this Joe, you're not going. Boys, you can have this case, but Joe, you're not going. Anything I missed there?
1: No, that's about it. You're yeah. Ellen's like you're <laughs> you're not going. I think this is where she mentioned I already lost. I don't want to lose another family member or something like that. But Yeah, we,
0: she hits home that she's had enough loss. She's had enough basement.
1: of those hunter shenanigans in her life.
0: Well, the boys arrive at the case, and uh, they get into the apartment. They pull out their EMF meters, which instantly goes over to the outlet, and they find a drop of goo. Uh, it's the ectoplasm. And Dean makes another joke. <laughs> He says,
1: "Sam, I know what." Wait we're-
0: till you see the description for this episode. I already have it wrote in my head. Okay.
1: He says, "Sam, I know what we're hunting here." I said, "Like what? It's a stapuff marshmallow man because the black goo is ectoplasm."
0: Yeah, it's just such a groaner. Like, come on, Dean. it's not even
1: <laughs> funny. Well,
0: immediately then Joe shows up, and. What is, I kind of spaced out or I had a stroke or something. Joe shows up and all of a sudden they rent the apartment. Well with Joe the goo
1: was, in it. Joe was already there because she How did she beat him there? I have no idea. She must have taken an airplane out. She could have. But anyway, she was talking with yeah, the element building superintendent, looking around and Dina's like, Joe, what are you doing here? She's like, Oh hi, sweetie. She pretends that Dina's her boyfriend and she's looking at the apartment that the other girl disappeared in. They wanted to rent it. Hand superintendent a bunch of cash and sure shit.
0: And they asked how long ago did she disappear? And it was like a month ago, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's been about a month.
0: And but so they move into this apartment and it's fully furnished.
1: Well, that's because the superintendent, when talking to Joe, said the apartments are furnished.
0: Oh. Yeah,
1: the, the apartments are furnished, and he just uh, renovated the building and things like that. Well, then Dean asked where do you get a wad of cash like that? Hunters aren't that good at tippers. And she says, no, but they're lousy at poker. So it was all her poker winnings from the roadhouse that she had, a big wad of cash from.
0: See, a group of hunters is people I wouldn't play poker with because they'd all be using their voodoo and, you know, their spells and knickknacks that they found along the way to cheat.
1: They're hunters. They're not witches. They're not paranormals.
0: Yeah, but they have those tools at hand. They might have learned something along the way. I'm not I'm not trusting any hunters. <laughs> I'm just saying that.
1: Possibly. Um, they if knew. you hunt
0: ghosts, I'm not playing cards with you.
1: Um, they know if you, you know, like John, someone that yellow-eyed demon to, you know, make that deal to that's save people. just it like- is.
0: Uh, you're playing against these guys. Who knows if any of them are actually maybe possessed?
1: That, that's true.
0: Or they got a cursed item in their pocket. Uh, that or is a blessed <laughs> item in their pocket. <laughs> that is true also. Okay, that's you never what know. I'm saying. Don't play poker with hunters.
1: But I, it sounds like they're not bright enough to, to, use, their, to use their voodoo. They can't figure out how to use their powers
0: for good instead of evil.
1: Well, just because... Joe I mean, they can't figure out
0: how to use their powers for evil instead of good.
1: Well, just with Joe saying they're not that great at poker. Obviously, they're not smart enough then to use these tools to their advantage. Is well, what I'm that saying. didn't
0: really make sense. Because I, I, I would assume if they weren't a bunch of cheaters, that uh, hunters would be good at... Poker, but okay that was an odd little point um ellen ellen calls like immediately then and calls dean on the phone and is like oh joe's missing she says she's in vegas but i don't believe her if you see her you bring her right back and dean's like oh yeah yeah as soon as i see her we'll We'll turn her right around and send her home to you. <laughs> he hangs up the phone. He's like, Oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> I just lied to Ellen and I'm afraid of her.
1: Yes, she he is very afraid of Ellen. And then Dean's like, Didn't you didn't you think your mother would find out? She's like, Oh, don't worry, I had Ash lay down a credit card trail, you know, to Vegas, so he's got it covered for me. So they're thinking they're all good.
0: Yep. So they go into the apartment. Joe bosses Dean to sit down because Dean's just nervously pacing around. But then, so he sits down without saying a word, kind of like an old married couple. And then Dean goes and bosses Joe to stop playing with the knife because she's got a knife that she's fidgeting with the whole time.
1: Yeah, she, Um, we find out later why that knife is special to her, but she's, yeah, I got this knife. She's always tossing it around and it's like, geez, what are you getting ready to stab someone or what?
0: All right, well, at this point then, Joe tosses out a huge layer of sexual innuendo with if you're if you're riding me that close you need to buy me dinner
1: (laughs) because at this point they're out they're searching the apartment for more emf uh joe and dean are together on one floor and sam's on another floor so yes
0: joe and dean get in a fight dean tells joe not to be a hunter he's trying to like be on his her mother's side and like, this really isn't the life for you, man. You got a mother that cares about you. You have options.
1: Because Dean was so young when, you know, he was only four when Mary was murdered and John pretty much immediately got into hunting then. So, yeah, Dean was pretty, was very, very young and didn't feel like he had a lot of options, whereas Joe does.
0: So Joe and Dean end up getting kind of split up while they're looking for the ghost And we see fingers creep out of a vent. Uh, Joe gets scared, screams, Dean comes over. And then I wrote down in my note, Dean smells a fart. Because (laughs) he's just like, do you smell that? Then he didn't recognize it. I'm like, well, if it was sulfur, you would have recognized it. But then he was like, he couldn't figure it out. So I just wrote down, you know, Dean I don't know what he smelled. We don't know what he smelled.
1: Well, sulfur would represent a demon. So since he didn't smell sulfur, we can rule out that it was a demon that's doing all this.
0: So he smelled something odd, but we don't have any clues on what it is. Just that he smelled something peculiar. Uh, Joe's EMF meter then points down to the vent. Dean goes down and uh, unscrews the vent and uh, looks inside, doesn't see anything, reaches his hand around and pulls out a clump of hair.
1: With part of a scalp attached to it. That was really gross.
0: And then it flips over to another lady who's in her apartment. Looks similar to all the other apartments. And she has a black drop of goo drop on her shoulder. Then the electrical flickers. And then the plaster starts cracking all around her. Like these big seams are, start ripping through her apartment.
1: I put down um, hookman ceiling because that's what it looked like, the... In that episode with Hookman when he was like going through the yeah, plaster like on the walls. Yep. That's that's what it looked like.
0: Yep. She picks up the phone, it doesn't work, of course, probably with all the electrical interference that's caused some problems with the lights. It knocked out the phone. Also though the door is locked, which okay. I didn't I thought it was just affecting electrical things, but for some reason the door is locked.
1: Well a spirit with that much energy can um not, well, locked doors, but yeah, keep them, keep them so you can't get out.
0: Okay. And a hand comes out of the vent and pulls her down to the ground, and that's the last we see of her.
1: Yep, bye-bye.
0: Next morning, uh, we see Dean waking up in a chair. And Joe's been up all night looking into the case. Um, Dean makes a comment about... Joe's small knife calls it a pig sticker and offers her his bigger knife. And then Dean gets the knife and it's got her dad's initials on it. And then he feels bad. And then they swap knives back.
1: Yeah. He's like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Gives her her knife back and takes his bigger one back. Yeah. <clears throat> because I was, you know, something left that whether her father left it to her or just happened to be, it was her father. So it was very valuable sentimentally <laughs> to her.
0: Yep. Joe asked, asked Dean about his dad. Dean talk, gives a couple of sentences about going out shooting when they were kids or some nonsense. Joe tells Dean, then in reverse then, about her dad and his, he was a hunter and how Joe wants to be a hunter to feel closer to her father. Hmm. There's cops outside. Of course, when Dean woke up, we heard police sirens, and I was like, is that for the show, or did that just accidentally slip in? And then Sam comes in and is like, oh, there's cops outside. Another girl vanished. So they actually pu- played off that cop sound effect that I was wondering <laughs> if they just forgot about.
1: No, but you're so. I'm surprised, though, that Dean and Joe didn't make mention about, oh, there's police <laughs> there's, sirens there's out. There's cops pulling up outside. <laughs> You no, know they didn't.
0: They didn't pay attention at all.
1: They're in a building where where young women disappear, and the sirens outside, like, until ah. de- Sam walks in, like, oh, another no, girl. No, they're both
0: too into each other. There's a lot of sexual tension here. There is a two, lot of
1: sexual tension.
0: Those two fawning o- each over each other, far outweighs the sirens and the possible more leads in the case that they're currently working in the same building. <laughs> it wasn't like they were across town in a hotel making out. <laughs> They're in the same building. Um, So the three put a bunch of clues together, and they've realized that they're actually next door to a prison, and the place that they used to hang folks is now where the building is at.
1: Yeah, it was built next to, that's what I put, built next to a prison where the execution yard is now where this building is sitting. Because they did the history of the building, and they couldn't find any violent deaths, but now they know, oh, yeah. These are very bad people that were executed here, and that probably has something to do with the spirit we're we're going on about.
0: So there's like 100 and some odd people that were hung there over the years?
1: Yeah, 157, I believe is (laughs) the number. And they're like, oh,
0: crap, we better narrow this down because that's a lot of bodies to dig up and burn because they wouldn't know which one. So they're like, we better narrow this down. So they open up, I don't know, a yearbook of deaths in the jail. What? What did they open up to get the list?
1: Well, yeah, they had, well, they were on the internet, and I guess they looked up the name of all the prisoners that were executed out of that prison.
0: I really doubt if that list exists for any prison on the internet.
1: Maybe an older prison like that that's no longer uh, open and had uh, some infamous type maybe murderers. Archive, huh?
0: Maybe uh, Ancestry.com has that list.
1: Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> you never know. Who was It kill- seemed
0: like a really weird list uh, to have on the internet, but they went through it and they found that H.H. H. Holmes was hung there. And he's a famous uh, early American serial killer.
1: As a matter Did of fact. Do you heck- look up
0: information on H.H. H. Holmes?
1: Well, I had before when I watched this episode before, not recently, but yes, H.H. Holmes, he was a wacko. Um, I think there was a movie or TV show or something that dealt with him and his, his murders, but. He did build this hotel in Chicago uh, for the World's Fair, and he called it the World's Fair Hotel or whatever. And so people would go there, and he, would, he had lots of trap doors and fake walls and stuff like that. And he would kidnap people and kill them. And he was, at that time, they didn't have the term serial killer, so they called him a multi-murderer. But essentially, America's first serial killer.
0: Yeah, he just like melted down and got rid of bodies in his basement. It's creepy.
1: Yeah, he had several different ways. One of them was formaldehyde and so then Dean's like <coughs> excuse me. Dean's like Chloroform. Oh, chloroform, that's right. Formaldehyde is for dead people. Uh chloroform and Dean's like, Oh, that's what I smelled in the hallway that I couldn't put my finger on. It wasn't my fart.
0: <laughs> does this does this rag smell like chloroform? <laughs> Yeah, somehow Dean had smelled chloroform before. I think I've seen chloroform in like science class or something when I was a kid. I know I've actually seen this stuff in real life. I don't know. Yes, I don't believe I have either. It's just some green. It comes out of plants. It's what turns like carbon dioxide into oxygen in plants. Um, so they uh, figure out, hey, this H.H. H. Holmes guy and all of his trapdoors and whatnot, the girls, if they're still alive, they're in the walls. So... So somehow they go in between the walls, the, the original like brick wall, and then, I was thinking it, then it was like a finished two by four wall, right?
1: Well, yes, it looked like it. It was original brick wall, and then, uh,
0: like they framed in the nice drywall. Drywall, that's
1: the word I was looking for. And they had, you know, schematics of the building, so they they knew.
0: Do you think there are buildings like this with such a gap? Because why would they use up take up so much space just to put in that? An air gap, big enough you could walk down.
1: I don't. I don't know. I don't don't know. know. I wonder if buildings
0: are really like that because that'd be cool if you did have a little back hallway, you know, around the edge of your rooms that only you knew about. Possibly,
1: depending on how old the building is, Um, because they never state what year the the building was built. Just that I think the prison closed in 1965 or something like that. Um, I can't remember exactly when the prison closed, so I don't know if like maybe the building was there before that or wasn't built till after that
0: so then we get another one of Dean's fantastic comedic lines of the evening is when Joe somehow has to shimmy past him and go in front which because, is weird well
1: because he was too big to fit in the because they were there they between the walls searching and they came to a spot where Dean was too big to fit And so she's like, so she
0: goes past and rubs his, her ass right against his groin area. And then Dean lets out with, I should have cleaned the pipes this morning.
1: (laughs) Are you kidding me? I know, I know. That was terrible. So she was like, what? And he says, uh, the pipes, I wish they were clean. She knows what he meant. She's like pretty disgusted by him.
0: So Joe, and, so, Joe and Dean continue their adventures inside the walls. Joe sees some goo.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Um, Joe, she keeps going ahead of Dean because he can't fit. And then she finds uh, what she thinks is an air duct and heads down to it. And all the while, she's on the phone with, with Dean. And... It's when she's on those walls that she sees the ectoplasm coming yep, she out. finds
0: in. some goo and screams for uh, Dean. Dean says, hold tight, I'll be right there. Goes down the stairs and grabs a sledgehammer and smashes through the wall, but she is now gone.
1: And the only thing there is her phone.
0: So Dean gets out of there, finds Sam, and explains that now Joe is missing. And guess who calls immediately? <laughs> Every time they, they don't want to hear from Ellen. Guess who calls?
1: Ellen!
0: Calls Dean. And instantly, Dean just gives up that, yeah, she's here, and she's actually missing right now. And she's like, I'm getting on a plane, and I'll be, I'll be there in a minute.
1: <laughs> what I love about she's like, because, you know, Joe did have Ash lay down this uh, credit card trail for her. Joe's like, or Ellen's like, you know, Ash is a genius, but he pulls like a cheap suit. So she pretty easily got the information out of Ash as to where Joe was. The only bad thing about this episode is we don't actually see Ash in this whole episode, and I think he's the funniest of the trio at (laughs) Harvell's. Yeah,
0: that's true. It's too bad that Ellen can sweat him so quick, though.
1: Well, I think, you know, Ellen could probably sweat you that quick, too. She's kind of a... She could be kind of scary.
0: (laughs) So they pull up some uh, more schematics, and Sam points out that there's an old sewer uh, that they haven't checked out yet that's below some lot and we uh come back and we see a girl is locked in a box and talking to another girl that's alive it's joe and then that other chick that we saw
1: yes joe and Teresa, <laughs> and joe makes it kind of like i don't know if this is going to make you feel better but i'm here to rescue you
0: <laughs> a hand reaches in and grabs some hair i don't know if that was joe's hair or Teresa's hair it was joe's hair okay uh, Sam and Dean, they're outside with metal detectors, and they uh, shovel. They locate the sewer opening, open the door, and Dean crawls down the hole.
1: And then Sam follows him down, too.
0: Joe is seen then kicking her box. There's creepy fingers reaching in, touching Joe. Joe has her knife on her and stabs at the thing, and it, like, uh, turns into smoke and blows away. And Joe reveals that the knife is pure iron. ha! <laughs> gotcha. But then, like, within a minute, the hand comes back in and starts creeping on her again. Uh, Sam and Dean kick in the door and shoot the uh, ghost H.H. Holmes with a shotgun, and it blows away.
1: Which I'm assuming is a shotgun full of rock salt, because that works.
0: Yep. Dean breaks Joe out. Sam gets Teresa out. And they they realize that, hey, you know... The only plan that we really have is using Joe as bait, which is the plan that they didn't never wanted to use from the very start. But they're like, "Hey, this H. H. Holmes ghost goes after cute blonde girls, and guess what? You are
1: a cute blonde girl."
0: So they set her in the middle of the uh, the sewer, and she's just sitting there. They wait for the H. H. Holmes ghost to show up, comes in, starts creeping on her. The boys then jump in and shoot bags of salt or shoot a rope or they shoot something and all of a sudden salt pours in all around the room. Well, Or they already had it around the room and closed it over the door.
1: Right, they already had it all around the room and just closed closed it over the entrance that the ghost came in.
0: Yep, so then everyone crawls, Joe quickly crawls out of that room. The ghost realizes it's now trapped in there, much like its victims were trapped. A irony. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they fill it in with cement. Oh my god! That a poor bitch. ghost is tortured forever. I feel really bad about that. I'm like, man, couldn't they have like smited it to hell or something at least, so it wouldn't be sitting here going crazy?
1: No, the only way to do that is to find the bone, salt, and burn. And we all know that H.H. Holmes' body was covered uh, up in cements because he did not want his body um, desecrated or whatever.
0: Well, now he's not gonna be relieved from this evil trap that he set himself up for.
1: That's right, it's his own damn fault.
0: Next we see the boys, they're driving back late at night. Ellen is now in the car with them, uh, riding shotgun with Dean in the front seat. Sam's in the back seat with Joe next to... And it is very quiet. There is no talking. Lots of straightforward, stern looks. Everyone else looking uncomfortable in the back seat. There is no music allowed because Dean tries to break up the uh, tension with uh, some music. And foreigner, cold as ice, plays. <laughs> <laughs> right is the cameras on Ellen's face, looking cold as ice. It was pretty funny. She reaches over, turns the music off.
1: And Dean makes the comment that it's going to be a long ride back to the roadhouse.
0: And it was. They must have drove in through the next morning. They uh, show the car showing up. Dean tries to plead the case that, hey, Joe did good, blah, blah, blah. And Ellen really doesn't want to talk at all. The boys walk out the front door. Ellen pulls Joe aside, tells her something. We're pretty sure we know what it is. Uh, Joe comes out we don't I mean they don't tell us just yet but it's pretty easy to tell what's gonna be said because Joe walks out the front door talks to is then upset with Dean reveals that Joe's dad died with John on a hunt
1: yes she said my father had a partner on the last hunt uh, he was a hunter that usually lit, worked by himself my dad usually worked by himself now according to what Ellen told Joe john screwed up or froze or whatever and that's what got joe's dad killed so that's why joe doesn't really trust the winchesters too much
0: yeah basically sends them all packing like that's the end of their friendship <laughs> like, all right wow <laughs> a bunch of dicks
1: well it's not their fault I mean,
0: exactly it oh it's called sam and dean oh ellen no, and joe are dicks
1: well joe didn't know she's got to have time to process this and ellen Hopefully we'll get over it.
0: No, it was a very jerk maneuver, I thought. Yes, it was. Very jerk maneuver. Um, you know, I don't want to be held accountable for the sins of my father.
1: No, I wouldn't want to Not either. that my father has sins. <laughs> that's like a saying people say. <laughs> Jesus. Right.
0: You start going through Facebook. What's Dan's dad up to? <laughs> um, so... I mean, evil spirit in this episode, it manifested itself. It actually dragged people away. These are all things you believe can really happen, right?
1: Well, with evil spirits, not not ghosts, per se.
0: With an evil spirit, though? Like H. H. Holmes?
1: No, no, no. I'm talking like demon spirit. Okay. No, I don't believe. No, you don't have. No.
0: <laughs> okay, so this can't happen.
1: No. All right. But what's interesting, and I was reading up on this. In one of the scenes, they had a picture of a murder victim that turned out to be a Jack the Ripper murder victim. And I was reading that there is some theory that H. H. Holmes possibly was Jack the Ripper, because his murder stopped in London in 1888, and that was it. So a lot of people think that maybe he came across the pond, as they say.
0: Well, that's an interesting theory.
1: Yes, it is. Very interesting, because... So technically speaking, if H.H. H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper, then that photo of the Jack the Ripper victim would have been accurate.
0: It would be nice if they could just figure out definitively who Jack the Ripper was and just end all the conversation about it. This is like something that will it ever be solved?
1: I don't think so because there's so many theories. I mean, there is even theory that it was uh, one of Queen Victoria's sons because apparently he had contracted syphilis. Back then there was no way to cure it and it eventually causes people to go crazy and so that was one of the theories and that's why it,
0: and that it was covered up by the crown right, right it was covered up by the crown yeah. and that's why he was never found that's the one I hear I think the most okay um other than that though yeah the World's Fair that was the Chicago World's Fair interestingly enough there is a house in our neighborhood that was part of a demonstration of early indoor electrical uh, systems that was at the World's Fair.
1: Next to whose house?
0: It's uh, it's down across the street from our friends.
1: Oh, really? I did not know that.
0: Joey lives in it now.
1: Yeah. I have not. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's like a tiny little log cabin looking thing. And, uh, yeah, it was part of, you know, the Wisconsin Pavilion or the Electrical, some, you know, pavilion. That whole thing is just like a giant show of, look what we're up to. Right. And so... Wisconsin still has a bunch of their World Fair stuff just sprinkled around the countryside. There's like old, you know, tourist trap shops. You ever been to one of those?
1: I don't think I have, no.
0: We should go to them sometime because, yeah, the the couple that I've been to, they're all from the 60s and that was like, the focus of the 60s was like the future to come. And so everything look, now looks like crazy far out Jetsons design, but they're <laughs> like real buildings that exist. They're, With these crazy angles and whatnot. Interesting. Yeah, so that's a thing around Wisconsin. We'll get more info for that, and we'll have to go and visit some one day. Since the World's Fair always seems to bring out some a bit of mystery, because I mean, Men in Black—that's that circled around something left behind at the World's Fair. That's true. Those two big saucer-looking things that's now in that park.
1: They ended up being flying saucers from aliens. So, if if you've seen men in black which is a thousand years old by now. <laughs> I'd go to
0: the world's fair. Would you go to one? Well, now in a post-COVID world, <laughs> probably not. No. Would you have ever gone to one?
1: Oh, sure I would have.
0: I think like the biggest sort of fair convention it was this massive like 500 year anniversary of Columbus landing cuz that happened just a while back. That happened in the 90s, right?
1: Well, he sailed the ocean blue in 1492. So I'm assuming it was 1992.
0: 1992. Yeah. So Columbus, uh, Ohio. And then it was like this. uh, It was like this flower thing. Extravaganza. Just all of these different. Uh, representations of like landscaping and flowers and from all over the world, just different designs of gardens and stuff, but it was like, you know, at a big fair it it felt like a world's fair there's people all over the world like showing off you know, here's how we do a garden in Belgium.
1: And I'm assuming that you went to that because at the time your parents owned a nursery.
0: Yeah, my dad and I took a vacation, like he wanted to check it out too just the interest of it all, Of like hey there's this thing where it's like demonstrations from all over the world of Plants and trees and techniques and cool. That's probably about the most international thing I've ever been. On <laughs> that, that would rain, you know, it's like World's Fair if it was just the
1: plants. <laughs> the plants of
0: World's Fair. <laughs> the plants of the World's Fair. They're on tour now. <laughs> plants on ice. Um. Anything else?
1: No, I do not have anything else. I feel right. like
0: we went through this one really quick. Is there not much to talk about?
1: Well, we talked about H. H. Holmes possibly being Jack the Ripper. Joe not, Ellen not wanting Joe to hunt. Joe blaming John for her husband's. I mean, Ellen blaming yeah, John for her husband's Yeah, I guess it's just stuff. more
0: John backstory, huh? Now, I guess we got to see if the Harvells and them are ever friends again.
1: Yeah, we got to find out about that in maybe some future episodes.
0: What's the name of the next episode?
1: The usual suspects.
0: Ooh, I like that movie. Do you like that movie?
1: Was that the one with Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie.
0: Yeah, that movie's awesome. I love that movie. Except then, once you've seen it once, you're kind of like, oh, you know, it, the, the surprise is out of the package. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Very true.
0: There's movies like that, like The Sixth Sense. Now, I haven't seen the Unbreakable series Glass, Unbreakable, and then the what's the other, the third one? I don't know. I haven't watched those, but. I'm,
1: I Thinking think I saw Unbreakable, there. and I was not impressed. I don't. It was a long time ago, though, so I don't really know if I actually sat through the whole thing or not.
0: M. Night Shyamalan, a ding dong. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. When the uh, Sixth Sense, when that reveal came around, were you like, ah, did it? Yes, oh I, my God, you too. hmm It really did. Yeah, that was an oh my god movie. But man, you can really only pull that trick once. And <laughs> once that's all you're known from, then all you do is sit through the whole movie guessing.
1: What's the <laughs> twist. Yeah, you, you when the next time you watch the movie, then you're like, oh, let me see if I can find those clues that they pointed out at the end.
0: Yeah, and sure enough, all that stuff's real. Bruce Willis doesn't talk to anyone. <laughs> except <laughs> the kid in the whole thing. You're like, oh, geez, didn't even notice. That's how exciting Bruce Willis is. <laughs> All right, gang. We have a Facebook group, group called Armchair Hunters. We have a website. couple of a microphone. Uh, so check us out on streaming all the platforms. Spotify. I yeah.
1: guess we would love to hear from anybody. All right. Have a good night, day, afternoon, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Bye. Bye.